We don't often cover mortgages on Good Returns TV, but this time we're going to have a discussion with John Bolton from Squirrel. John's obviously a very well-known uh, mortgage broker, and he spoke at our, our conference recently. JB, welcome to the show. How Thanks, are you? Phil. Yeah, no, good, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's good, good to see you here. Yeah, yeah, good to get some sunny weather, finally. <laughs> exactly. So tell me, when we were talking the other day, you, your, your, your views on debt-to-income ratios, or DTIs, had changed a little bit, I think. You know, people hadn't been very keen on them before, but now you're sort of starting to warm to the idea. Why is that? Yeah, um, yeah, it'd be fair to say I, I was very nervous about the thought of DTIs because um, like what we see with the Reserve Bank is that when it implements something like LVR restrictions or even when we had the triple CFA mm. changes, you know, we often get collateral damage. We yeah. often get things occurring that don't sit inside a very simple rule framework. Mm -hmm. Um, and details are quite simple, right? It's just like, you know, debt to income, job done. But, but there's lots of scenarios where you can sort of see that that wouldn't work, particularly for property investors. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, if you look overseas, and a lot of markets, DTIs only apply to owner-occupied lending, not uh, investment property. But the, the, the chat here was they're going to push it across everything. What, what's changed for me is... Um, uh, is really sort of seeing what's happened in this last interest rate cycle where, you know, when interest rates were really low, banks were testing servicing on mortgages at rates that were, quite frankly, too low. So mm. they were testing uh, affordability at 5%. You know, mortgage rates were around 2 they were testing affordability at 5 and we know in hindsight that that's put a you know a whole heap of borrowers now into you know a bit of financial distress mm. because they're, they're getting confronted with rates of six and a half, seven, seven and a half percent. So um, so it didn't work at the bottom. Mm. You know we we lent too much money, mm. uh, and then at the top of the cycle we're actually seeing the opposite, which is uh, servicing rates that the banks are using now anywhere between eight and a half and nine percent. They're actually too restrictive. And so at a time when house prices are falling and um, you know, potentially wanting to have buyers starting to come back into the market, uh, it's very, very restrictive. So, so we were lending too much money at the bottom of the cycle and, and not enough at the top. And, uh, yeah, and, and not enough at the top. And so I, I guess what, the way I think about it is that, you know, one of the, the, the jobs of the Reserve Bank is really to create financial stability through a cycle. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so you know, we don't want to be over lending. Um, but equally, we don't want to tighten things too much when we should probably be um, yeah. freeing things up a bit more. So, so, but with the serviceability testing, which the banks are doing, yep. is that a is that a reserve bank thing, or is that something for the banks? It, uh, it it's heavily influenced by the regulator. So, so why is that? So there's what's called the banking handbook, right? Which yeah. is 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 this this invisible document? Yeah, this invisible document that you'll never see the light of day. Um, that that sort of dictates the the, the credit policy that um, you know the the regulator would like to see. The so that's around capital and, and stuff like that. Yeah, it's far broader than that. Yeah. And it touches on all sorts of things. So um, that's that's certainly where the Reserve Bank or APRA and APRA is a much more uh, involved regulator. Yeah, so APRA is the Australian regulator. Y yeah, yeah, the Australian regulator. But of course, we've got four banks here that are essentially co-regulated mm -hmm. by the Reserve Bank mm -hmm. and APRA. Yeah. So how could the Reserve Bank change things to make sure that the serviceability rates are, are better or more even? Is that just something they have to... Well, I, I, yeah, it's interesting because it's something that I've discussed with them. Um, but... Um, 
the yeah, 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 DTI does that effectively, right? Because a DTI ignores the interest rate environment. It's essentially it's essentially like using one servicing rate through the whole cycle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's it's ignoring interest rates, so that's where I was sort of starting to. Because my first my my first thought was that what should happen is that we should be using a rate that reflects a, a, a stressed level above a long term average mortgage rate. Mm -hmm. Now at the moment, the Reserve Bank says neutral OCR is around two to two and a half percent. I'd say two and a half. Um, bank mortgage uh, rates are generally sort of about 2% above that, so you'd sort of say maybe a 45 maybe 5% rate would be considered neutral. Uh, and stress test that, that would sort of say, okay, well, what we want to do is make sure that people can service a rate of 7. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that would work all the time. So, you know, so, so it would be the, the same throughout the cycle, no matter yeah. what. Yeah, and take a long-term view of it because, look, a mortgage is a 30-year instrument. Yeah. It's like people buy houses. They don't, it's not short-term. It's, you know, it's not like um, they're buying it for a long time. I've been in my house now for over 20 years. <laughs> ah, you know, so but the, that's pretty unusual. And yeah. look, the, the, if you think about if you think about a mortgage rate, it's a long-term instrument. It's appropriate to stress test it for affordability, um, but it makes sense to stress test it at a rate that reflects a more long-term view of interest rates. But more than that, you know, the reality is that um, incomes over time increase. You know, inflation decreases in real terms, the mortgage, or alternatively, you can say that incomes increase. So the hardest time for a buyer is when they buy. Mm -hmm. And then over time, uh, unless they go and spend money on other things, uh, the mortgage gets easier, right? Yes, yeah. And, and so, because the issue we have now is that because the serviceability rates are so high that deals which should be no-brainers aren't, aren't getting done. Are you seeing that in your business? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've got some shocking examples of it. And look, I mean, you know, there'll be there'll be people out there that are, you know, sort of really anti-housing and, you know, and it's fine. And mm -hmm. they'll be like, no, you know, should, we shouldn't be giving money to anyone at the moment. Um, but um, look, credit conditions are tight anyway. And that's 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 kind of fine, you know. It's, that's the part of the cycle that we're in. Um, but it's really important that we maintain liquidity in the housing market for a couple of reasons. Mm. One is um, for house price stability. Mm. Mm. But the the second reason is that so many Kiwis rely on property as their primary form of investment, and um, and small businesses, which is a massive part of our economy rely on property as mm. the means of accessing working capital. We all know that New Zealand banks aren't good at doing cash flow lending. Uh, and so, you know, fundamentally, um, property becomes the bank yeah, when yeah, it comes yeah. to trying to get money up. And so LVR restrictions, they were brought in as a sort of a, a short-term measure, apparently, yeah. um, to, to cool the market. You know, the market's already down. What Should they continue? Yeah, look, my, my, my view on that is that um, they should be dialed back. It was a temporary measure when prices were really high. I, look, I think anything, I, I, I'm not, you know, because I, I guess the, the criticism that could be labelled on me when we're talking about this sort of stuff is you're just a mortgage broker, you just want to, you write know. More deals, yeah. you know to write more deals, yeah. To write more deals and everything else. I think, um, look, the reality is I, I think most people just want stability. Mm. They just want a stable, predictable market mm. and not that sort of crazy volatility that we seem to engender here. Um, and, and so for me, um, look, they were appropriate when house prices were too high. I think they, they've done their job and they did a good job because otherwise we'd have a hell of a lot more buyers with negative equity positions. 
Um, but now it feels to me that we've got higher interest rates, um, we're looking at genuine affordability, but we shouldn't necessarily be just restricting people from mm. buying and selling, could, could, right? Because you were saying that it was um, anti-competitive and you know <laughs> people can't get pre-approvals. Yeah, totally. Um, look, at the moment, because the banks have got a 10% speed limit, yeah. um, they're only approving main bank customers. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and so, you know, we can only take them to one place and they're not pre-approving. So it has to be a, a property that's under contract. Mm. And so you're just, you're just limiting effectively the ability for people to... So, so it means people can't go to smaller banks or they can't go to non-bank lenders that they're, they're stuck with where they're at? They could, that... probably, they could probably go into a non-bank lender, but they're expensive, right? Mm. Um, but, you know, they are restricted and they can only go into their bank. And look, for whatever reason, uh, you know, maybe the bank doesn't want to do it they then have no options. Mm. So what are your predictions? Do you think the, the RB will dial back the... <laughs> 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 um, look, I think, I, I think it would be appropriate uh, for where we're at in the cycle and given current market conditions to pull the LVR restrictions back for first-home buyers. Mm -hmm. um, they don't have to move it for property investors. To be honest, I don't think it would make any difference yeah. anyway. But property investors, uh, that market's pretty dead at the moment, isn't it? Well, because of loss of tax deductibility, dropping house prices, there's a, uh, high interest rates, mm. there's a range of reasons mm. why that market's mm. dead. That's not going to change. I think if you, even if you remove the restrictions on property investors, that's not going to suddenly drive the next housing boom, you know. Mm. And, and just finally, your, your thoughts on um, the property construction sector. It seems as though, it seems as though that's uh, hit some rocky, rocky times at the moment, and you do a lot of work in this space, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Look, I predominantly do development construction lending mm. uh, yeah and um, it's it's tough out there um, pretty much the only buyer in market at the moment would be Kangaora mm -hmm. um, you know and what's good with those guys is that they do seem to be buying well at the moment you know I, I probably criticized them a year or so ago as paying too much you know mm. they just seem to be paying over the odds for everything, um, which is classic, you know, <laughs> government money. Um, but but they, they seem to be pretty good at buying well. They're squeezing the margins down on the developers that they're dealing with, which is good, as mm. taxpayers, good to see. Mm. Um, uh, but, you know, the, the, the private market's really struggling, um, really struggling for finance. They can't get pre-sales. Yeah. That's, that's the big issue, you know. In a, Rising market, um, people were buying off plan because they were panicking and they couldn't buy anything else. In a falling market, people were dead scared of buying off plan. So, so should we should we be worried with what's happening in that space and the fact that it's going to affect you know new supply? Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? It's it's frustrating in the sense that you just look at it and you go, man, we're just going to do the same old repeat of the Kiwi cycle, which is boom bust, yeah. you know, and it's unfortunate because. You know, we lose all our tradies to Australia, um, and then we go through the same cycle again, which is we're just not building enough long term, mm. and um, and yeah, and and, and we're going to end up with a housing this, shortage. But, but then there's this issue with finance, and so until you can solve that, yeah. You know, so there's no magic wand. Well, I mean, look again. I, it's the thing you wish for, Phil, is just you know a, a predictable, stable market. Mm. Um, in every aspect, whether it's interest rates or credit policy, um, just not these big highs and lows that kind of squeeze the life out of everything and then just let it go again, you know? It's like, um, you can just see that we're playing out the same old 
mistakes that we've we've made in previous cycles. Uh, well, ho hopefully um, there's some changes ahead. We'll leave it at that. Look, thanks for your time, JB. Nice to see you in here. And yeah. All the best. No, thanks, Phil. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers mate. Thank you.